0: Welcome back to another episode of the Geek Roundtable. This is episode number 47. I am your host, Kenny, and join me for today's roundtable discussion are my good friends Joe, Rico, Brian, Tom, and Ginny. For today's roundtable topic, we're going to be discussing Ahsoka Tano from Star Wars. Ahsoka Tano is one of my favorite Star Wars characters, so I've been wanting to do a roundtable on her for quite some time, and I'm so happy that I got this group of friends together because they're all amazing and they all have their uh, great opinions and i look forward to discussing one of my favorite characters with them so i'm not going to say much here we're just going to jump on in it's a rather long podcast because we had lots to say and like i said it was a lot of fun discussing ahsoka tano so uh, we're just going to jump on in and take a listen to this round table on ahsoka tano
1: i'm ahsoka master yoda sent me
2: you're reckless, little one. You never would have made it as
3: Obi-Wan's Padawan. But you might make it as mine. If you're gonna face them all, you'll need these. I took care of them. They're good as new. Maybe a little better.
1: Care to tell me what this is all about? Or would you rather save it for the council? Were you not cast out of your I left voluntarily. Yes, but you were motivated to leave by the hypocrisy of the Jedi Council.
3: You can't take responsibility for Ahsoka's decision, Anakin. Well, what choice did we give her? You can't do this! The moment there were any suspicions about her loyalty, the Council turned their back on her. The Council didn't trust me.
2: What about me? I believed in you. I stood by you.
3: And I'm grateful for that. But this isn't about you. I can't stay here any longer. Not now.
0: Welcome back to another episode of the Geek Roundtable. Uh, I'm your host, Kenny, and joining me for today's roundtable are my good friends, Brian. Greetings, Master Jedi. (laughs) Joe. Hi there. Wow, that was a squeak. Uh, (laughs) Jenny. Hello. Tom. I'm gonna go with a normal hi. <laughs> <laughs> and Rico.
4: May the force be with you. And also with you.
0: <laughs> so obviously it's a Star Wars theme. We are gonna be discussing Ahsoka Tano today. She is by far, if not my favorite, one of my favorite Star Wars characters of all time. So That's saying something. Right? That is saying something, yeah, especially it for is. me. But I'm just going to go over a really quick bio of Ahsoka. Ahsoka Tano is a character in the Star Wars franchise, introduced as the Jedi Padawan of Anakin Skywalker. She's a protagonist of the 2008 animated film Star Wars The Clone Wars and the subsequent television series. Ahsoka reappears in Star Wars Rebels, where she uses the codename Fulcrum, and has a voiceover cameo in Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker. Ashley Eckstein voices Ahsoka in these appearances. Ahsoka is also the main character of a novel, Star Wars Ahsoka, which has Eckstein narrating the audiobook version, which I heard and it's, it's awesome. Uh, Ahsoka's live action debate was in the second season of The Mandalorian, portrayed by Rosario Dawson. Dawson will return to play Ahsoka in her own series, Ahsoka, on Disney Plus, releasing in 2022. Ahsoka's design evolved over three years before her introduction in the Clone Wars film. Her appearance was inspired by San in Princess Mononoke. Ahsoka initially appeared in what is called a two-top and mini-skirt costume. In the third season, Ahsoka and other characters received new costumes. Filoni said the changes were meant to bring the show's artistic aesthetics closer to that of Revenge of the Sith and were made possible by improving animation techniques. For the seventh and final season of The Clone Wars, Ahsoka's design was once again tweaked due to improvements in animation technology. Her costume was also changed to a more grayish blue color, similar to her appearance in Star Wars Rebels, which aired prior to the season. Ahsoka often uses the reverse lightsaber grip, similar to that of a Japanese film character, Satoichi. Along with the costume change in the third season of Clone Wars, Ahsoka also received a second lightsaber. In the seventh and final season, she received new blue lightsabers. Ahsoka's armor in Rebels is based on pseudo samurai look influenced by the photographs of samurai women. The armor is meant to appear as if she found it in an ancient Jedi temple and her lightsabers colorless blades indicate she is neither Jedi nor Sith. Filoni said the white lightsabers appear much better than he anticipated. Her facial markings were changed to show that she has aged. It was new ground for the production team to shift Ahsoka's animation style to reflect her older age. All right, so let's go ahead and jump into the questions here. Uh, when Ahsoka was introduced,
5: fans... Wait a minute, wait no. a minute, wait a minute, Kenny. <laughs> We're not going into questions before we hear this definitive statement. I'm not going to let that definitive statement go what past. definitive statement?
6: What?
0: That it's his fav- favorite? Yeah, 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 yeah. but I can, I'll tell you that as I that's
5: get into the questions.
0: Yeah.
5: yeah who, I'll, who, I'll, who gets close that. to Ahsoka in your...
0: R2-D2 has always been my favorite. Yeah, okay. I have a tattoo of R2-D2 on me, because he's always been my favorite character. But yeah, something along, I think... I don't want to, because I'm going to spoil questions. I have answers for oh, okay. these right. questions. <laughs> right. so. It's a big up
3: And you drive oh, your no podcast it. however you want. It's a very sought-out
1: journey. We're about to go on a journey. Don't worry. We're,
3: I I will when you guest you know. on Tom's podcast, he can tell you the pace. You dictate the pace here.
1: <laughs> thank
0: you. Thank you. I will let you know. I stand I, correct. I, I will let you know. You're so right. uh, let's go ahead and start with questions. When Ahsoka was introduced, and I put this in quotes, fans
2: uh, didn't like her.
5: Fans didn't like her?
2: Yeah, fans didn't like her.
0: When was your first introduction to Ahsoka, and what did you think of her? Ryan?
2: So, uh, Kenny, it's interesting. I was one of those fans who did not like Ahsoka.
0: Okay. And
2: uh, it's interesting Creepy. because I was living in Orlando at the time. I was just outside of Orlando at the time um, that she was introduced, and I just so happened to be at Hollywood, you know, Disney's Hollywood Studios on a Star Wars weekend. Mm-hmm. And I ran into this character that I had never seen before and I knew they were going to introduce them and I saw one of the characters I saw Ahsoka Tano live action there in the park with me And I was like hey who are you and uh, she said well I'm Ahsoka Tano I'm going to be in the new uh, Clone Wars series coming out and I was like wow what can you tell me she says I'm a Padawan you know I'm I'm studying under Anakin I was like wow this could be really cool so then I started watching the series and uh i am not a fan of many of the star wars padawans at all <laughs> and it it kind of ground on me um very similar to the young anakin of you're here to learn just pay attention and learn but there was a lot of i would say almost insubordination so mm. at at first i was very intrigued by the character. Which, after watching those first few episodes of the Clones Wars, I was not quite as interested, um, and that was basically my introduction with Ahsoka. Okay, very cool. How about you, Rico?
4: I think uh, the movie, I guess you know, was the first time I'd seen her in action or you know doing anything. I don't I don't know how many of the of everyone else's saw that movie when it came out in the theater. Oh, yeah. I'm sure you did, did, Kenny. Oh yeah, yeah. but uh, but yeah, I mean it was it was a little maybe a little too jokey at that point in time she was a little you know insubordinate uh and i i think the good thing to me was it, it started to show this dynamic between anakin and you know having a padawan
6: mm-hmm.
4: and I, I like that relationship so it's it's hard for me to separate the two of them you know i it, i like ahsoka a lot maybe I think at first I was okay with her and then later really started to like her a lot more, Yeah, especially in the later seasons of Clone Wars and and other things that that have come since then. So, yeah, I mean, I was I was never Kenny, you know me. I mean, I I I didn't have a problem with her at first. I like to see how things go. Yeah. Star Wars tends to not. I mean, sometimes they'll just introduce a throwaway character, but this was obviously not going to be that. Yeah. Yeah. You're more like
0: me when it comes to.
4: Yeah. And you want to see how, where it goes and things like that. Yeah. Uh, but I, I really like the, the, the dynamic between Anakin and, and Ahsoka and, and I think that showed that like they've always tried to show Anakin not being, you know, this total evil, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And this gave him a little bit more of a, you know, kind of like a big brother, I was going to say father figure, but not really that, but, and then later, you no, know, she kind of grew into that a little bit, too, and really, you know, uh, really respected him. I don't want to get off on a tangent too much, but but yeah, I liked her well enough at first, but definitely a lot later. Yeah, uh, I think she's one of the stronger characters now, for sure. Yeah, uh, at least as far as a, a well-rounded character and a, and a Jedi and everything like yeah. that. And and, you know, what they did with her in The Mandalorian was was fantastic. But we won't get <laughs>
0: we'll get into that yeah. yet yeah, too much. My head. Cool. So. Very cool. Joe.
3: Oh. I hated Ahsoka when I first met her. I saw the movie in the theater. I was like, dude, Star Wars. Whatever it is, if it's Star Wars, I'm there. Let's watch this thing. It was really, I think that whole experience was jarring for me because it was my first Star Wars experience without a fanfare, without a scroll, like just Mm. like a weird, like, let's just get into it because we're not really 20th Century Fox. So i didn't like her at all i didn't like how she gave everybody a cute nickname there was r and then there was like the job of the hut kid that they had to save to <laughs> secure and like the whole that whole experience was really weird because i was like they've made mm-hmm, a cute mm-hmm. job of the hut baby that we have to care about now and stinky you know, right or something stinky, like yeah. That. Yeah, yeah then they just stole it and turned it into yeah. baby yoda 20 years later but uh <laughs> but yeah we had we had baby Jabba basically and, like, that whole storyline kind of put me off mm-hmm. to the point that I didn't even want to watch the show when it finally came out. Wow. Okay. It wasn't until, like, two, probably two years after the show had been out that I'd heard some good things about it. So I was like, all right, I'm going to go back. I'm going to give it a try. Uh, and I'm, In fact, I'm going through my second run through uh, of the series. And now, knowing what I know about the character, really loving it. Uh, I came back to the show, dug what she was about and read some things about Filoni and how a lot of the things I didn't like were decisions that he made deliberately about the character. Yep. And it's brilliant. Like, Shame on me for not having that kind of foresight and like an open mind to kind of see like that someone had a bigger picture in mind. But like, yeah, the my first experience with her, I was like, "Who is this? Get her off my screen! I want Han Solo. Pew pew! You know, I'm a scoundrel. You know, just give me the Star Wars I know because I'm an old man and I don't like change." Hmm.
5: Everyone should know he's in the Millennium Falcon <laughs> with Han- yeah, Lando right. Calrissian. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah.
4: Lando's behind him. Yeah.
5: <laughs> he even got the headset on
3: like he's...
4: Hello, what do we have here?
3: <laughs> you certainly belong with us among the clouds. Uh, Tom. I'm stealing oh. Han's clothes now. <laughs> That's a whole other podcast. Kenny, write that down. It, it, it Lando is. wearing Han's clothes. That's an episode of this podcast. Uh,
5: so
4: many, yes. So many capes. I'll jot it so down.
0: Uh, Tom, how about you?
5: Okay, well, I, I didn't have uh, as visceral... A <laughs> reaction as, as Joe. But I will tell you this: that I I recognize some of what Joe's saying about the kind of acceptance. Uh, if you are a dyed-in-the-wool Star Wars fan and you're going and having your first mm-hmm. uh, non-fanfare, non-non-formula sort of and animated for for that matter, not a whole new aesthetic. There's an audio aesthetic at the beginning too with uh, Tom Kane's. You know. Mm-hmm basically this voice doing, telling you where the heck you are in the, in yeah. the episode. And it's like, whoa,
3: okay. Well, it's starship um, troopers. Okay. <laughs> trouble in the galaxy. Yeah. Trouble. Yeah. yeah.
5: <laughs> yeah right.
0: Those like the movie, clone. movie tones. Cause back yeah. in the, back in the well, yeah, 20s. My theory was
5: that that was done because uh, kids can't read or a certain amount of kids can't read or can't read that fast or whatever. So there was probably some kind of discussion or test about the notion of how do we convey where we are rather than doing a scroll rather than right. doing rather the than scroll scroll. Yeah. So that, that's my theory. I don't know that that's true, but well, it's, it's interesting, Tom. So for the clone
2: wars, the series, and this is probably one of my favorite things about the whole clone Wars series is every episode has that little intro mm-hmm. lesson mm-hmm. to yeah, kind exactly of pay attention that. to. And it is, mm-hmm. it's maybe a sentence and a half. Uh, mm-hmm. and I think that's what the Y7 viewers can pay attention to and then it makes sense going right into the audio cuz they're not going to be able to follow the depth of the story.
5: Yes. Yeah. 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 So I I would uh I would agree with you there. So I did spend a good portion of the beginning, let's say the th- first third of that movie ex- doing a lot of acceptance, kind of the same way I, I going into JJ's Star Trek. Mm. I was also I was on guard and um I had to chill out. So the second thing that was going on was I am not a fan of kids. I mean, kids are fine, <laughs> but I'm not a fan of kids in in films, mm-hmm. you know, because they're usually horrid. And they just they don't have the breadth of the human experience to do a good job with the acting. And I, as you know, I come to your podcast each time. And thank you for having me again as an actor, as a voice actor, as a performer. So and and I know that you and I have talked about how I view films and how it's different than how you view, films. Mm-hmm. you view films. I kind of am doing an assessment as an artist the whole time as I'm also doing the experiencing the story. So I was inundated with a new visual aesthetic, an oral A-U-R-A-L aesthetic, an aversion to kid characters you know, cutesy stuff. And I gotta say, I am not a fan of R2-E, the nickname, not a fan of Stinky. I'm with you there, 100%. So, it's hard for me to separate my first experience with her from my first experience with the movie, which was involved and wrapped Mm -hmm. up in a lot of acceptance. That said, I kind of dug the movie, and the aesthetic grew on me throughout, and I was like, you know what? I'm happy that This is a unique thing, at at the time anyway, a unique look. I didn't know any other movie or franchise that had that look at the time. Mm -hmm. Toy Story came close, but obviously was not the same thing. And I was like, this may work. And I like the fact that they were using a period of time to explore in between movies. Because this was also the first time we were getting a between movie, which of course we got bunch of different ways mm-hmm. yeah yeah how about you jenny
1: so my introdu- uh, introduction to to ashoka was not through clone wars in fact i did not see the clone wars movie or clone wars the series until after i saw rebels mm. and the ah. reason for that was because i got introduced to rebels through by two young nephews oh. because they had watched clone wars that was, their, that was their introduction to the Star Wars universe because yeah. they weren't old enough to see the feature films yet. Yeah. So yeah. Clone Wars was their entry point mm-hmm. a, into the world. I didn't watch it with them then. I, they were watching Rebels when there was a period of time that I was babysitting them, and that's all they wanted to do was watch Rebels. Wow. Like, can we watch Rebels? Rebels, Rebels, Rebels. <laughs> and so I learned about her through them. So, and they love hoshoka they love yeah. her like I think because she's younger they could I mean they were younger than her at the time I mean they still are they're 10 and seven now and this was several years ago yeah. but so I was introduced to her through like the eyes of two kids who were like wow it's like they were, she was their big sister kind of situation that's cool. like that's how yeah. they looked at her yeah and they were like as I was watching, they were like, oh, this is, and they were like telling me her backstory. So it's yeah, like, yeah. I got this interesting perspective through the eyes of a couple of kids who love her. Yeah. And she's also my sister's favorite Star Wars character. Mm. So
5: so you had to give her a chance.
1: <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, they were just like gushing about how, like, this is, this is Ashoka and this is her thing. Da, da, da. I went back later and watched Clone Wars and really enjoyed it. But, yeah, I do think because I was kind of introduced to her through Rebels, which was the point where I think fa- fans latched onto her more, I didn't have a lot of that yeah. initial, um, you know, meeting her as a teenager. Oh, she
0: was already a well-established character by the time she got into Rebels. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. you. Have so, to, to me,
1: she wasn't – they explained to me she was a Jedi. But, of yeah. course, in Rebels, she's not. So yeah. that's not how I first experienced her
0: interesting very cool yeah. yeah yeah um as i said i i saw the movie like rico in the theater uh i was super excited it, the the animation style was interesting to me at the beginning because i had watched the the first clone wars yeah. uh miniseries the series yeah yeah, yeah it me was like too. you know a bunch of like two minute episodes right
3: mm-hmm. uh, the tatarski i think well, it is yeah yeah, yeah.
0: They're, they're on Disney. Disney Plus. Has oh, I already watched the whole thing. Vintage, yeah, I watched it all again. Vintage. Yeah. <laughs> vintage.
6: Uh,
0: yeah, yeah. So I watched that. So when I saw the animation style for this. Had to adjust. It was a little different. But I mean, I don't, I don't, I, I said that she was my favorite character of all time. But I would say at the beginning. At the beginning, you know, I enjoyed her. I didn't know who she was. I was just getting to know her. It was interesting that yeah. they gave Anakin a Padawan that we never heard about you know, and I and my thing was like, oh my gosh, she's gonna die. Something's gonna happen to her because obviously she's not in the movie, right? Which is only a few years later from the time period that they were doing. But I really, I really took to her. I really enjoyed, I enjoyed watching her grow. But yeah, initially we'll get into that. Initially, uh, I did enjoy her. I, I'm like Rico. And she was fine. You know, it wasn't anything to write home about, but it, it was a, exciting to see where they were gonna take this character.
5: I also was having a little bit of retcon aversion, mm. like. Why would we have never heard of this? Yeah, you know, I don't. I do don't have a problem.
4: Care about
0: that as much. Canon. Yeah, yeah I try not to think thing. about it as much because it does kind of ruin things. But
4: I um. know. Don't ever read any comics then, if that's a problem.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so all right, second question: We have. Do you think it was a good idea to give Anakin a Padawan? I'll, I'll go first on this question. Uh, for me, I I liked seeing because. The jump from episode two to episode three, his turn to me was fairly quick. I don't think they showed enough of why he went bad so quickly, you know, and he's killing kids in episode three. And I think having her as a Padawan, losing her the way he did and what happened to her, I think that amplifies his hatred of the Jedi and mistrust of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. Um, which I thought was a great addition. So, yes, I'm so glad that they made it. You know, because I think it was supposed... To, at the beginning of the movie, you'd think it's Obi-Wan's Padawan because Anakin got pushed up to master. But then you find out Yoda felt that Anakin needed a Padawan and, and she was his. But, yeah, I actually... I thought it was a, a great addition. In it, and it kind of filled in the gaps that I think we needed in Anakin's overall story. Joe, how about you?
3: Oh, I thought it was a great idea. I, I thought that it was... It, going back and looking at it, and obviously at first I thought it was horrible, but experiencing the show and seeing what they do, uh, I think that having a Padawan and her being just as headstrong as he is, Mm -hmm. uh, I thought was great. But the thing is what she has that he never did was that even though she works through it and grows in that respect in the show, she comes with already a level of confidence that Anakin never had. And so because she never had that doubt, she was always a much, a much more uh, strong in her sense of self and who she was. Whether she was Jedi or something else, mm-hmm. she knew what she was and she stuck to her guns with it. She never felt like she had to be something more. I like seeing Anakin learn from her mm-hmm. just as much as she learns from him in the course of the show. I think that it also does a really great job of establishing a little bit more empathy and humanity with Anakin because they didn't really do a great job with that in the episode two and episode three films. So great. to kind of go back and f- and fix that, for lack of a better word, through this show, mm-hmm. I think, like you said, it fills in those gaps really nicely and creates a little bit more of a rich tapestry yeah. that leads us to Anakin's turn. Yeah. So, yeah, I thought it was a great a great turn.
0: Yeah, because I remember watching episode three after watching the full season or what we had at the time was the first five seasons of of Clone Wars and you watch episode 3 in a totally different light mm-hmm. because you have this huge amount of backstory of Anakin and what yeah. he went through during the beginning of the clone wars. Mm-hmm. At least for me, I thought I watched and I always I've always enjoyed all the Star Wars movies, uh, all nine of them are enjoyable at points. Uh, but 3 I, I think it definitely enhanced the whole storyline. Yeah, line. for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How about you, Jenny?
1: I think that like we can't discount the fact that Clone Wars was such a good entry point for younger fans yes. of Star Wars. Um, because like I said, like th- my brother-in-law is a huge Star Wars fan. And I know when he had two young sons, I remember having this conversation with him when he w- when my sister was still pregnant with my first nephew. He's like... I'm gonna, I'm gonna, st- I have to start them. I can't show them the movies first. I'm gonna have to introduce them a different way. And then Clone Wars, I, it was right around that time, like I think. And he was just like the joy he had in being like, I have this way to bring them in. And I mm-hmm. think Ashoka is a big part of that with her starting out. Yeah. As, so as young as she was. Yeah. And I believe Lucas has said himself that like when, Dave Filoni was developing the character, he specifically wanted a young female. Yes. Because his life was different. He had young girls and he wanted somebody in the Star Wars universe on the Jedi side. That, not that there aren't female Jedi, Jedis, but there wasn't really one super focused on the for, way for Ashoka the was
3: yeah, for the yeah. kids. Well, he achieved yeah, that 100 yeah.
1: Um, yeah.
3: But you know what, to, to speak to that point, There are moments where you can tell that this character is written predominantly by men. Um, Uh, I mean,
1: Dave said that himself. He's like, "I had a really hard time in the beginning because I am not a fourteen-year-old girl."
3: Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah,
0: but I don't think it deterred from the character because I don't remember. No, they're just
3: things that like reactions, things she says, like her her cadence and her like her vernacular, so to speak. Like, Mm -hmm. it it doesn't speak to a fourteen-year-old girl or even even a woman. In some points, like as she grows, it still speaks as a man trying to sound like a woman on paper. Um, mm-hmm. But I, it, it does get better. <laughs> I, I will say that.
5: Yeah. yeah. They they brought in some tremendous uh, lady writers yeah. in the uh, later seasons mm-hmm. who, who contributed incredible, incredible contributions. Yes. So that's probably why that happened. Mm-hmm. Um, they were expanding their writing room. I can't remember what season it was, but I want to say the fourth or fifth.
3: I think it was three or four. Cause she actually three. starts having her real like moments of growth.
5: Yeah. In those,
3: mm-hmm. the third and fourth mm-hmm. season.
0: Yeah. yeah. Eureka.
3: Yeah. I, that's
4: kind of what I started saying when I was first talking about her, but I, I think that was the best part of the whole thing mm. was, was the relationship between Anakin and, and Ahsoka. So, Yes. I think it's a fantastic way to do things that it gave him a lot more humanity. It, it showed, you know, like you said, Kenny, I think that they, this was probably the most they've ever explored of, of a Jedi working with a padawan Mm -hmm. really Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i mean obi-wan they didn't really show that you know all of a sudden you know he he's like why am i not on the council Boo hoo, you know or whatever type of thing i mean they basically go from a little kid to he's pretty much a jedi okay so they never really showed that so here was a chance for them to do that finally and you've got the the war angle going on of course so you know she's always worried about him he's worried about her that kind of stuff And, and even though, you know, the, the one thing that I've never really liked on, on, you know, I love Star Wars, but it, 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 you know, not to get in a religious aspect, but the, this whole idea that they can't have attachments Mm. to me has always been, it's just goofy. I I can't really handle it. And it, it doesn't really, it doesn't really make sense or work for me. And, you know, if, if you're really unattached then it's like, hey, go be a Jedi, just just go on, you know, do it. So I think I think it's kind of a little bit fake when they try to say
3: that kind of stuff. You know, they obviously care about each other. Yeah, well, that's oh, something that ahead. does get challenged you know. in the course of the story, too. They definitely <laughs> yeah. challenge that whole if you have no attachments, how do you understand what it is you're fighting for and how do you understand exactly. like, empathy uh, for each other? it's it's it would
4: have been better for them to I think scale that back a little bit and, and say like you know you you want to sort of you're that's okay but don't have it override you know doing the right thing or being sensible you know it's the classic thing it's like in Star Trek with you know Vulcans okay. oh they have no emotions or whatever yeah they do they just control, control things them. so yeah. So anyway, but yes, I think it's a great idea that that he had a Padawan, and I think it's the best part. Like I said, of, of that whole thing that they did with introducing a character like this, making her a, a female. She's not human, so you know, to some points about you know, is she written as a, as a teenage girl? She's not a teenage girl. She's a alien in a galaxy far, far away. So I can right. kind of accept a lot of that. I get the dialogue thing a little bit and that kind of stuff, but I can kind of accept it. But you know. But yeah, I think it's great.
2: Cool. Brian? So, Kenny, I think when you asked the the question on the podcast versus what you sent to us, I think you said, Was it a good idea to give Anakin a Padawan? And the answer to that question is no, you never should have (laughs) given him a Padawan. (laughs) But but the way you wrote it was, How important was it to the show to give him a Padawan? And Uh, yes, there you go. (laughs) I absolutely agree. Um, Absolutely agree that the. The master and apprentice, the teacher and the student, that relationship of maturing from both, from both the master and the student, is one of my favorite storylines that that I'll see or read or or watch anywhere. Absolutely love it. And um, you guys all touched on it. I think one of the things that, to me... It, I like the, the whole Ahsoka and Anakin connections. We talked about that. You, you get to see them relating mm-hmm. as a team. Mm-hmm. But seeing Anakin with a Padawan, to me, it just drove the knife deeper in for his betrayal mm. and that scene in, in Revenge of the Sith. The fact that he was able to go and, and massacre pot, Padawans at the temple after having one that he cared about so much, I think that that, like you said, it rounded out the the movie three Mm -hmm. to help you understand that, yeah, he's gone into a very dark place after what we know now in the, in in the Clone Wars and his relationship. So I do think that it was a great job of adding her character um, to the, to the storylines. And then also as, and I don't know, it was mentioned, I think that, she's a, a, a a potential role model Mm -hmm. for a lot of others. You know, we don't Mm -hmm. see a lot of that. Um, The, the one, and I, I I'm probably in the minority with this one, but I absolutely love the Phantom Menace, the relationship between Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon Jinn Mm. Uh, that master and apprentice relationship. That was probably the closest we saw to any other's, until um ahsoka shows up and i think that that's I, I think they did a very good job of showing this isn't like a one-day thing it's not like a ride-along you know hey come with me we're gonna yeah. teach you to be a jedi yeah. and boom you go out i mean we didn't even see it with like um yoda and luke in empire yeah i mean there, there wasn't that master apprentice kind of relationship so I, I think adding it adding that relationship and adding her specifically kudos and i know that may seem counter to my initial impressions of her but it was a great it was a great ad
5: yeah yeah very cool tom do you have anything to add i'll mention one thing and it kind of drives home a point that was earlier made i think that they they were biting off a lot to chew to get anakin's fall in three movies when they start him at the age that they started him Mm -hmm. which again Going back to my aversion to kids in film, I'm like, why are we starting here? You know, why this young? Uh, because I'm saying to myself, and, and I, had, I had issues right away with uh, Phantom Menace. I, I also feel that uh, Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan is, is definitely the best part of, of uh, yeah. Phantom Menace. But I have, I have a lot of problems with that movie. Two and three I feel far more positive about. I just feel like they had written themselves into a lot of corners, which is also what I'm hearing from, from you guys from different points of view, even the um, you know, most of the truths we cling to. to, be, to
3: <laughs> depend greatly <laughs> on our point of view.
5: Uh, but you know, that notion that uh, you know, the painting yourself into a corner with no attachments and how clearly every, every Jedi we've ever cared about has developed an attachment. Mm-hmm. You know? Yes. As, Clearly had to find their way about doing this, and I think that if you view them as a religious order, I think so do uh, priests, like in a Catholic uh, church. They, they're they ministering to their flock, and they meet up with them every Sunday, and how invested they get and how how much they'll take on the pain of their flock is kind of something that they, I think, have to deal with, and probably— mm-hmm need counseling for, I would imagine. It's like, wow, you're sitting and hearing all of these confessions, and (laughs) what are you going to do with all that stuff? So I think yeah, I think in a writing way, they kind of made it tough on themselves in a a couple of areas there. And absolutely in retrospect, because there was no guarantee that there would be this Clone Wars animated movie and then this series that bridges two and three so beautifully, when three was made, whoever wrote three is coming off a two and saying, "Wow, let's just assume a bunch of stuff happened because <laughs> he's got to fall because yeah. he needs to be who he was in 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 four or yeah. in a new hope." And that's a tough writing assignment for anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, so, to answer the question and come back around, as all of you have said, absolutely, we needed something that was going to make his his hatred of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. Which is why it's so brilliant what they handled, you know, what they did in season five and her her fall from the order just soured mm-hmm. Anakin so much to the order that had never really quite accepted him. Mm-hmm. That, you know, the first time they met him back in Phantom Menace is saying, yeah. you're too old, you, you know, you're uh, much fear in you thinking about your mother. You are. He can't even be comfortable in the room. He's cold.
3: Well, I mean, you're talking about somebody who also suffers from so many abandonment issues. Like, he he had to leave his mother, lost his mother, Mm -hmm. then, like, felt like he wasn't accepted by the Jedi, constantly fearing that he's going to lose Padme. Then he loses his Padawan, and it's like, what that could do, the number that could do to an individual.
5: He did lose Padme, and then got it back, and then afraid of losing her again. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm
6: -hmm.
5: Yeah. Constantly buffeted about, so then she has kind of a cookie-cutter experience. Same, well, she was accepted at the beginning, but she was ousted, oh. never, you know, rejected finally.
1: Mm-hmm.
5: And now he's angry in a brother defending a sister mm-hmm. kind of way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Angry for her on top of his own anger. So brilliant when you have to realize that the writers who sat down to write Clone Wars, the movie and the and the series are are coming in knowing that their fan base is going to be completely unforgiving about anything that goes against canon, having two end the way it was and having three handled the way it was and having to bridge that. I mean, sitting down to that table and looking at that blank page and having to type that out. Mm -hmm. uh, That is a masterful piece of retcon work for you to feel as you feel, Kenny, sitting down and watching three again Mm just speaks to, and and the experience you had, speaks to an artistry of writing that is, you know, set by Filoni at the top and and trickled down to all those writers. Just a huge testament. Yeah. And everything since that bar was set there, every other Star Wars entity filling in gaps the way they have been has done, by my estimation, which is a very discerning one done equally well, if yeah. not uh-huh. better. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I love being in the galaxy far, far away right now. Mm-hmm. I haven't uh-huh. felt this happy <laughs> since the 1980s.
0: Nice. All right. So another question. This, for me personally, this is probably why I think she is my, one of my favorite characters of the series, is because of her overall story arc. I think she probably has one of the best story arcs of any, other, of any character, really. Of Star Wars alone. She starts off as this annoying little, you know, stubborn child of Mm fourteen or teenager or 14-year-old and turns into this amazing gray Jedi, not Jedi type of thing who's trying to do good in this galaxy. Against all odds, she's trying to do good from the beginning to the end. And we haven't seen her in yet, which is amazing that she still, she survives everything. You know, she Mm -hmm. outlives everybody and she's... On her own now. And we have a continuing story, as I mentioned earlier. We have Mm -hmm. a TV series coming out about her. You know, we don't know where it's set, but we're going to assume it's set after, you know, uh, Return of the Jedi and her time after that. It's not like she's going after Grand Admiral Thrawn, so that would put it after Rebels as well. Because Ezra goes off with him and she picks up Sabine and takes off. So it'll be interesting to see what they do there. But no, for me, I just wanted to see if you guys, I'm assuming you all agree. Does anyone disagree that she didn't have the best story arc? Or a, a very complete story Are, are you arc? saying,
1: like, the best of, like, everybody? I mean, I think
0: it was When the you best say best.
1: All I, Star I think it's Wars. amazing because yeah. I think she gets to have these levels that, uh, for me, a lot of Star Wars, and there's nothing wrong with this decision, is, like, good versus evil. hmm And a lot of the characters you see, yes, they might question their side, but it... it we kind of know where the story is going. And I think Kenny, you saying we don't, it's odd because we kind of do like, we know something's going to happen at some point. Yes. Just, just because, you know, because that we is hear her ch- voice
3: in the rise of Skywalker. Right. So like it, she and, must be dead. Yeah. You know?
1: And that's the, you know, that's when you're creating a new character within an existing world, that's such a challenge. And I think it's a Testament that, we do not know yet where her story is going and yet we're all along for the ride. Yeah. And, and she is like, she's got so many layers that I think a lot of Star wars characters don't Mm -hmm. end up getting to have, because they get killed off in some tragic way. Yeah. Relatively quickly.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, she, she's in a seven season television series where they get to develop her story. Unlike these other characters who are in a two hour movie, maybe three yes. times, you mm-hmm. know. So, yeah, you're right. They definitely get she gets yeah. more exposure. So they're able to tell her story. But, yeah, I mean, how about you, Rico?
4: Well, all, all I was going to say is, you know, I, I you know, Kenny, that I read a lot of the books and the comics, too. Yeah. So it's a little it's a little tricky for me to answer that because I've read so many. Oh, other, yeah.
0: I, yeah. I understand. You know,
4: if you're only talking about screen time, yeah, she has a great storyline and arc. On, on you know in the animated stuff and the live action that they've done now with her but um and and i also have a hard time saying she's the best of or anyone's the best it, it's yeah it's not the way i usually think yeah exactly I so i
0: usually don't either but for this reason for her
4: yeah for some yeah, reason it's, there's something um, i mean her. it's great it, you know they've they've really been able to flesh out the character and you know they had a lot of time uh, screen time and so forth and so on yeah. so that that's true but they also anakin was in a lot of that too yes so you know you said don't talk about anakin but you know, <laughs> he's pretty <laughs> but fleshed pretty, out now pretty too. Much,
0: she's, he's tied to her so yeah you, he's you pretty fleshed out
4: so yeah. you know it's 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 yeah but i mean she's she's definitely had a lot to do and that that's great cool. uh you know there's i think that the other part about that is really how much you like her, right. And how much you like that character, you know, if if even a character that maybe doesn't have as much screen time, but there are people who love Greedo, for example, Mm -hmm. you know, they just go, Oh, it's Greedo, Mm -hmm. you know, or it's a guy that looks like Greedo or something, but you know, so, but yeah. 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 I mean, she, she's done well in in that, but um, you know, with, with a lot of the, you know, now they're kind of not Canon or whatever, but the books have fleshed out a lot of other characters too. So. yeah
2: yeah cool yeah brian yeah so so kenny i was gonna say that i think the key is how you define best Mm. and and you have your own definitions the things i would say about ahsoka you know for the best overall story arc i think she has probably one of if not the most complete story arc within the star wars universe there's only a few others that we see young to very mature or dying yeah. Um, exactly. I mean, Obi Wan, we meet when he's a little, you know, he's already in the order. We do meet Anakin, you know, through the whole thing. Luke is still old, but but she we kind of meet at a younger age and she carries through all of it. So I think she has one of the most developed story arcs. Mm-hmm. Um, the second thing I would say, as you watch her mature through all of the different, you know, um, incarnations she has, whether it's Rebels, Clone Wars or uh, um, even the Mandalorian we see there's an intrigue about her. You learn more and she develops and you can see that growth in her as a character, which I think is absolutely great. Yeah. Um, And I think the one thing that I would say is back to this intriguing concept. Um, Most intriguing to me is, so the title of the Mandalorian episode is the Jedi Mm -hmm. that she's in yet in Rebels, she makes the comment very clearly, I am no Jedi. Yes. And the, there's, if you do some reading, you'll see the concept of the gray Jedi, you know, a force wielder who, and I think someone had said it just, just earlier. What is, I would say, is beautiful about Ahsoka Tano is that she does question the side she fights for but she doesn't question herself. Mm-hmm. And that Perfect. strength yes, yes. is amazing. Yeah. yeah. So Perfect, I, I i don't know that it's my favorite storyline or Brian. favorite arc, Perfect. but that in itself is absolutely incredible. Perfect, I love Brian. that. Nice, nice. How about you, Joe?
3: Um, I don't know if she's... Look, it, it, she's definitely in my top three as far as the visual medium goes. Uh, I think that you guys hit it on the head, though. She benefits from having so much time to develop and flourish as a character. Uh, but, you know, so do, like you said, Anakin. Uh, and I still think Anakin's kind of a, a, a dry wall of paint. You know, sometimes I'm just kind of like, um, oh, you're played way too much on the surface. Whereas with Ahsoka, we really did get to, like, dive in, dive into that psyche, and... While it might not be someone's favorite, I don't think you can argue that it's probably one of the most enjoyable arcs Mm. to experience. Mm -hmm. Um, To see someone come in bright eyed and like to watch what happens and to see someone who, by all accounts, should have been jaded by everything and instead, you know, finds her own truth and sticks to that. Um, I, I love, I, I went from hating that character when I first met her and I think there's something very subjective, I think about my journey with Ahsoka <laughs> as well, that like I hated her when I first got to know her and then like grew with her watching her in the show and really grew to like her a lot, like mm. just really enjoyed the character and, you know, in no small part to Ashley Eckstein's performance in the role and just kind of establishing that, the the character growth and the empathy that yeah. you, that you develop. Yeah, I I would probably put it up there as one of my favorite. I can cool. see where people can argue that it isn't.
2: Yeah. yeah. Uh, Joe, I wanted to to echo that real quickly. I think what's lovely, you know, it's fantastic about the Ahsoka story, is she's one of the characters that we continually re-meet. Mm-hmm. You know, yes. so, so when we first saw her, and I did the same as Joe, I wrote her off. I was like, I, I don't care about the whiny little, don't, don't. But as you stay in touch with just like a good friend over time or distance, and you have these different interactions with them, you grow with them yourself. And I think that that's what another great thing about the Ahsoka storyline, the Ahsoka character. Yeah. Tom, you want to bring us home?
5: Uh, Yes. (laughs) (laughs) no uh i can't be that brief but i will be brief i think the only person with a more rich arc is uh zuckus definitely (laughs) no um i i really don't think anyone can hold a candle to her arc it's like i said uh, it's a piece of writing that is when you look at the totality of it across the Various shows. It's. Um, I don't think really you can compare anybody. Yeah. Anakin comes closest because of the the rise and fall. And but there's. Um, my goodness, she's she's the hero of. She's. You could argue, the greatest hero of the franchise. You really, really. could make that argument very well. Yeah. Um, certainly, Luke, Leia, and Han have really great arcs. Uh, particularly when you bring seven, eight, nine into it. And um, regardless of how you feel about eight people out there in the in the in the star wars world but when you when you take these epic characters luke skywalker han solo princess leia anakin skywalker you have to put us ahsoka tano right on that list because to be really fair to the to the journey nobody quite compares these are epic stories and um i never thought when sitting in uh clone wars and saying to myself i don't know how i feel about this young yeah young character kid and and Plus, I'm dealing with the aesthetic. Eh. Um, who knew that I would later, years later on a great podcast, sit down and list her with those epic. Yeah. Like, I'm emotionally, wow, mm-hmm. putting her on a list of characters that represent my childhood play and my, mm-hmm. my whole childhood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Welcome to an exalted group, Ahsoka. Mm-hmm.
3: All right. Wow. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. There. <laughs> Basement I, was, feelings. I was sitting here like, is he really getting choked up about <laughs> yeah, this? Yeah,
1: I am.
5: Yeah. <laughs> wow. No, yeah. I, I mean... Luke, Leia, and Han are my...
1: my... Yeah. Yeah, but yep. she's that bridge, right? She's yeah, that bridge. Yeah. She's bringing us into the next generation, yeah. Yeah. and that's so powerful. Yeah, nephews,
5: but... I love that story, Jenny.
1: Yeah, to be able to have that experience yeah. with my nephews... Ha- uh, watching them have this completely different entry point,
4: yeah,
1: it's and s- such joy, and yeah. Ahsoka did that, yeah,
4: yeah. yeah. Well, the, the good thing now these days, you know, Marvel's doing it too, you know, Star Wars doing it. I mean, the, the fact that they can do these things on, on in a series and mm-hmm. they can explore mm-hmm. these things mm-hmm. better. Mm-hmm. You know, it, that's, you know, Kenny knows that, I, you know, my my first love is Star Trek. And, you know, there's television is is mm-hmm. the way to do this. I mean, you can explore things. I mean, but, you know, Fast and Furious. I mean, they've got 10 movies. I mean, come on. Th- <laughs> those characters are the same. They were in movie one. I mean, okay. Wait,
3: let's there. not say something. We're going to regret okay.
1: <laughs> Save it for a different podcast.
3: Because they live their lives a quarter mile at a time. You don't a get deeper than that. <laughs> my brother. I know I didn't have a brother, but anyway, sorry, sorry, Kenny.
4: but, uh, but, you know, it's, it, I'm just happy that we got star Wars finally on television to be able to yeah. really expand mm-hmm. the universe. Yeah. Yeah. So cool. Yeah.
0: Well, several of you brought this up and, Brian actually sent me a, a quote that Ashley did. So
2: Brian, you want to, do you have the quote? quote? Yeah. So um, I was reading through her uh, Instagram when the Mandalorian had come out. So Ashley had had stated a, a lot, but the one part that caught me most, she said, you know, in turn, Ahsoka has become a beacon of hope, light and genuine goodness. Everyone's relationship with Ahsoka is very different because she triggers the memory of a certain point in a person's life where she's inspired them. Even in the darkest of times, Ahsoka brings people joy and that's what truly matters. And uh, I had posited to to Kenny, I said, well, you know, do you, is that something that we would all think? Do we think she brings light, hope, goodness, and joy? And then at what point in your life does she inspire you?
3: Yeah. I would say, Basically the uh the end of Clone Wars. Like I, I enjoyed her as a character, but like the inspiration that I drew watching her face off with Vader, like realizing that Vader was Anakin. Like wow. Like yeah. just the that way was in that, Rebels. In Rebels, that's what yeah. it was Uh yeah. in Rebels. Uh seeing seeing the way that, that was that played out and how she still like faced up to him. Uh and then the end of Clone Wars when they finally did season seven. And, like, I'm sorry, just the, 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 the parting shot of her and Rex and when she leaves mm, the sa- – spoiler yeah. alert – when mm. she leaves the saber and then Vader comes back later and finds, like, there was something so, like it, – it, it left me with this, this weird, like, feeling of hope that, like, she's still going to – she's still going to be okay. She's still going to be a force for good in this universe and, and have to and do what's right even in the face of something so hard as facing down her old master. Like, I don't know. Like that's, I, I enjoyed a lot of points in her journey, but the end or the perceived end of yeah. Clone Wars, at least was just like really that moment that shines for me. Like mm. it re- they really paid that off at the end.
0: Yeah. Yeah. How about you, Jenny?
1: I mean, I don't know if I can pinpoint it to a specific moment. I think it's, you know, just, just kind overall... of everything that's come up that we've discussed yeah. here. And, Again, feeling gratitude to the character for being this lovely bridge yeah. for, you know, my family Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, in a way that, like, was just really, really lovely and unexpected.
0: Yeah. Yeah. How about Rico?
4: I think for me, it's always been the fact that she's kind of a little rebellious. She, you know, the, she she sort of more or less turns her back on the Jedi. Mm-hmm. Right. And and. But she's always been like very cares very much for the troopers that she fights with. She has a relationship. You know, I, I kind of I kind of identify with that. Yeah. I, I'm not a real establishment. You know, the upper level people. I work for a fairly big company. I always feel like they kind of are so far removed. They really don't know what's going on. and And I try to maintain relationships with the people that I work with. Yep the people that get things done. And so for me, at least with Ahsoka, I mean, she's quite a bit different than I am. So it's a little tricky to identify exactly. But that aspect that she doesn't really just go along with everything all the time, that she she thinks about stuff, she questions things. That's who I am anyway. Yeah. And I, I didn't like that about her. Yeah. And the, and the fact, you know, when she just kind of walks away from the Jedi and, and goes off on her own because she doesn't agree, you know, mm-hmm. she's basically... Nope, I'm this, you know. Yeah. I'm gonna do my thing, yeah. and I and I respect that. That's the fact that she she isn't just a, a lemming and and following the, you know, what everybody else is doing. So yeah, you know, like that's yeah. that's what I really like about her. Yeah. And then of course her relationship with Anakin and the Troopers, like I said. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. I'm the same way. I'm with. I'm a post supervisor, so I'm in charge of a big team of people, mm-hmm. but I make sure that I take care of everyone under me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you know, I'm always.
4: Um, yeah, she cares. You she, know, and that's
0: what and, I. And, yes. You know, yes. Yes. And yeah, yes, that, and that's what I like about. It. And I just, I at the fact that she cares about everybody, it, you know, right? Yeah. she cares so much that she left the Jedi Order
6: mm-hmm. because she yeah. realized
0: that they were going down the path that she couldn't follow.
6: Yeah. right.
0: You know, exactly. And yeah, I thought that was very inspirational. Just to to not follow. You know, you may have been destined to be a Jedi, but that wasn't her path. She realized it that their, their ideals are changing, and it's not mm-hmm. what she signed up for in a sense. So she decided, she took a big risk and left everything and yep. decided to go down this yeah. unknown path, not knowing how it was gonna end, you know? But I, I, I really liked that aspect of her, just her bravery and her, uh, her willingness to try.
3: You well, know. how that can mm-hmm. transcend Star Wars too, and represent oh, yeah. a bad yes. relationship or an addiction Anything. or yes. something yeah. that's just yep. something that you recognize isn't mm-hmm. healthy for you and yep. to have that strength to go away, to leave it.
5: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Tom, how about you? Uh, every, I agree with everything I'm hearing. It's uh, You guys are really nailing it. The, what I think that we're saying is this is an extremely consistent character. Mm-hmm. A a character that knows herself, knows what's right for her, knows when something doesn't serve her. Mm -hmm. This is a very, 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 very strong character. Yeah. And to go back to Ashley's quote, which perhaps I think I might have read and may have been around the time that uh, there was some question who would portray her in a live action, and uh, of course... The, the, there's a huge fan base that wanted to see Ashley play that role, and she certainly could have. The way Ashley handled not being cast in that part, Rosario Dawson did a fantastic job. I love, the, I love what she's brought to the character. The way Ashley handled that moment with Grace as an actor is pretty much, to me, the same excellence. That same staying true to what you believe is right- yeah. The grace under that moment is not something you will see from a lot of actors. Yeah. So it's hard for me to separate uh, Ashley from Ahsoka. Ahsoka. Ahsoka from yeah. Ashley. Yep. Uh, I couldn't respect that voice actor more. Yeah. She's yeah. high, high, high on my list. Yeah. Totally so, agree. Mm. Yeah. We're yeah. talking about consistency and character. Character, not character like having a good character. We're talking character like.
0: Yeah. Quality.
1: Value, like values. Values. Like, yeah. yeah.
5: Mm-hmm. Um, very exciting character when looked through that lens. Cool. Cool. Hmm. Now,
0: Jenny's brought this up. This is a question I didn't send to you guys, but um, Jenny's brought it up several times. Several of you brought it up. Ahsoka as a role model. There's mm-hmm. never been a young girl, you know, a young teenager. You know, I mean, we had Luke and he was, what, 18? I, I think he was supposed to be in A New Hope. And obviously Leia was the same age back then. But to have this, this young girl be a role model, and introduce the n- new generation to Star Wars. How important is that? Especially in a in a franchise that's been around since the 70s. So it's been a long time. So to introduce this new character to re-grab the audience, you know, I mean, they tried with Jar Jar Binks and it worked because my nephew, who's 11 now, but when he watched it when he was like 8, loved Jar Jar Binks. He was exactly sure. what George wanted him to be. You know, he wanted him to be for the kids. Adults may have disliked him, but the kids adored him. And so I think it's important that they do introduce new characters. And I think the fact that she was a female, which was really good, because we don't have strong Star I mean, we have a few strong Star Wars characters, especially in the movies and cartoons. I'm not talking about books. I know there's a lot of stuff in the books. Mm-hmm. But yeah, how, is it, how important is it for for them to have these new younger characters to reintroduce the franchise to a new generation of people you want to start jenny
1: well i mean i wit- i witnessed it so yeah. it, that's always going to be something that i think is important and it was interesting because it wasn't it wasn't only my nephews it was my sister because mm. you know my sister married a star wars fan we enjoyed star wars growing up but you know I think I said this in other podcasts I've been on, but like we were really big fans of the Ewoks. So like the Ewok adventures, like that's that with the, we watched the movie. (laughs) But I I think we broke the VHS tape of the Ewok adventures that we had (laughs) because we loved that so much. Um, And that was kind of our version of what, but again, as much as I love Ewoks and I always will, it definitely, Ewoks don't give the depth that she has to my yeah. nephews
6: like yeah.
1: that experience is very deep for them and again like it didn't matter to them what her gender was she was just and a I, strong. i'm just character. gonna say that
0: i love the yeah. fact that the your two nephews loved ahsoka
1: absolutely it's the
0: fact i mean it's good for girls to see a strong girl but it's nice to see mm-hmm. go- boys see a strong girl yeah as well. and,
1: and and again it's not in their vocabulary larry that they're like oh she's such a bad girl badass girl it's yeah. just She's Ashoka. Like, she, they yeah. just love her. Yeah. Does not yeah. matter to them? I mean, that's a big testament to the wonderful parenting that my sister and brother in law are doing. <laughs> but yeah, as much as, yes, I think it is very important as a role model for girls. Yeah. I think she transcends that.
0: Nice. Nice.
2: Yeah. Brian, you have any thoughts? Yes. So, um, Kenny, I, uh, we talk about a strong female lead. Uh, Padme was actually the same age, I think, as Ahsoka. When you saw her on, field, yes, when her on the field or on the field in the films. Yes. But her storyline, I think from being the strong, you know, queen to the senator to kind of relinquishing some of that strength, I think that bringing Ahsoka in was absolutely phenomenal. I want to tell you this story real quickly. So I'm in a curling league and my team's name because of Star Wars <laughs> is the Stone Wars Nice. So everybody <laughs> relates to us with the Star Wars, you know, nerddom and, nice. and fandom and stuff. But um, I had two teammates mention to me, like I said, I tuned out Ahsoka with the Clone Wars and they said, have you watched Rebels? And I was like, eh, not so. They said, oh my gosh, you have to watch that. Ahsoka is incredible. So I was like, okay, let me give it a chance. And then that was when Mandalorian had. And, and so throughout the, the podcast today, through the discussion, we talked about how Ahsoka is an entryway to star wars Mm -hmm. so here i am you know my 50 year old man you know (laughs) curling with my fandom um teammates and they say you gotta watch ahsoka in rebels and sure enough the things we had just discussed about how she has grace how she remains strong and true to her character and and she's a great leader when you see her out in the the battles She is a great character. And I think that they, the whole, you know, Lucasfilm or Filoni and everyone, they came to create somebody who can attract everyone. You know, whether it's nephews or Mm 50-year-old men or Mm -hmm. eight-year-old girls, Ahsoka has a little bit of everything for anyone. Yeah, Yeah. definitely. Great, great character. Nice,
0: nice. Does anyone else want to contribute?
3: No, I think you guys hit it on the head. I, especially Brian talking about it, it's not just not just for even though I think that women have been grossly underrepresented in mainstream sci-fi, I do think Ahsoka transcends being just a female role model, mm. uh, a, a human role model. She is Togruta, um, yeah. <laughs> but uh, but like yeah, for it, being the father of a young girl, it's important for me that she sees that you know a girl, a woman can be a master of her own destiny, that she Mm -hmm. can be powerful, she can be strong, she can be confident and sure of her decisions. But it's also as the father of a young boy, it's important for me to let my son know that like Mm -hmm. you aren't the master of someone else's destiny just because you're the boy. Like Mm. you aren't automatically the hero because like – and I'm just talking – of when they play together like you're not always the hero just because you're the boy like yeah. your sister can be the hero too you're you're both you guys can both work together and bring your strengths together like it's a really tough thing because I grew up in an era of I mean for lack of a better term kind of a, a toxic masculinity a lot of Rambo a lot of commando and like that was kind yeah. of instilled and and it's taken a lot of deprogramming to kind of get that out of your head Mm. uh so it's nice to have a character like ahsoka that both of my kids can look at and be like Mm -hmm. that's not a girl that's not a guy that is a hero like that is Mm -hmm. just a cool character
0: nice
4: yeah i was gonna say a similar thing too it's just a good a well-written character i mean you you know who can inspire i think you know anyone really i mean it's it's just a well-written character and i think that that's the biggest factor at least i think if you know if, if you have a well-rounded well-written character i think it they'll people will gravitate you know towards that they're they're inspiring they're a good person yeah, they try to do the right they try to do the right thing you know and, and and the fact that they've you know that they've been able to really develop her character like we've talked about for you know this whole thing mm-hmm. it is is it, to me the m- biggest part of that you know yeah. it just she's just you know somebody somebody that you can look up to, and I think that you know the kind of things she does are are you know she tries to do the right thing. Simply, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: cool, very cool. All right, uh, a few more questions here. Uh, Ashley voiced Ahsoka for thirteen plus years. Now we have it was the mantle, you know, it was the baton has been passed to Rosario Dawson who who's portraying her in the live action series. What did you guys think of her first appearance in The Mandalorian? Do you want to start, Rico?
4: Yeah, sure. Uh, I'll I'll try to go quick. I thought it was great. I mean, I like Rosario Dar- Dawson anyway. I mean, I loved her and everything I've ever seen her do, which yeah. is quite a bit. I think I've seen just about every movie, at least. And so I, I think what worked best for me, people have talked about the casting of her instead of, you know, Ashley. I mean, she's supposed to be different now. I, I think, frankly, it would have been. If they had used Ashley, they would have had to change her a little bit. Yeah. Time has happened. You know, there's a Mm -hmm. lot of time that's happened and gone by. So, but it just worked. It seemed like, oh, that's Ahsoka, but slightly different, a little Mm -hmm. bit more, you know, older, wiser, maybe a little, you know, changed. But in just like Tom has been saying a few times, it just totally worked, though. She seems still consistent. She seems still like... Yeah, that's Ahsoka. She's changed a little bit, but that's exactly the, what she would do in that situation. Those mm-hmm. kinds of things. So I, I was totally fine with the the, the recast. I, I thought you know Ashley handled it, of course, really well, and I think that it really worked. I mean, yeah. she seemed perfect, and and Rosario, you know, could could handle the action. They're going to give her a series. All that. We'll see what happens. But yeah, yeah. I I loved it. Love yeah. It.
0: Yeah, I was the same way. I really enjoyed it. I thought Rosario did an amazing job. My biggest issue, and if you can call it an issue, were the fact that her tails were just too small. Her front tails...
4: Well, they've said kind of like, isn't that supposed to be because of her olderness? Maybe no, sort but of, the, but we we,
0: we have shock tea and shock tees go all the way down to like her waist, and they were longer in. Well, <laughs> you
4: you don't have much hair. I have hair. You know, maybe, maybe <laughs> you know. I mean, I, I'm just saying they maybe like there's came something. <laughs> they
0: they came out and said you know obviously because Rosario is doing action scenes. Ah, uh, that's they right, didn't yeah. want to they didn't want to do digital ones. So yeah. they shortened them, and they thought that was a happy medium. I am perfectly fine with it. She's mm-hmm. still a Soka mm-hmm. to me in her, yeah. her the way she talks, the way she moves, the way, like you said, she's consistent. So mm-hmm. Rosario did an amazing job mimicking, but also making Ahsoka her own. Mm-hmm. Um, I just that was the first thing that kind of threw me off was the fact that her laku was so tiny. And you know, I I'm a, um, a cosplay as a Twi'lek, so I have my mm-hmm. own laku. Uh, they're not like hers. I just have back tails and she has the two front tails. But that was the only thing that kind of threw me off a little bit was that. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I,
2: I I thoroughly enjoyed her performance. Brian? Uh, I'm going to agree with what um, Rico said earlier about the writing is phenomenal. And in Mandalorian, you know, her first live action appearance, we saw a very, very consistent or logical extension of the Ahsoka that we all had left from the prior storylines. Mm-hmm. All of us knew what we were going to get. And I think every one of us, when we see that lightsaber light up mm-hmm. and know that it's her, we're like, yes. Yeah. I, th- this goes back to that hope. You know, Ashley said she brings hope and joy. I think all of us had that. So I think the character was written very well. I think that although it was a transition from Ashley to Rosario, I think Rosario mm-hmm. came in and she understands the character. And she portrayed the character. and I think that in any future appearances, live action that she may um, perform in, she owns that character and, and she does it yeah. very well. So yeah. I think it was phenomenal.
3: Cool. Joe? Uh, I thought that it was a, a smart move to put Rosario Dawson in. Uh, I think Ashley Eckstein is great and I'm sure she could have played it. But there are a couple of things at work. Um, making shows, making TV, as you guys know, it's still business. And you've got to make smart business decisions. And Rosario Dawson is a name that more people know. Uh, Also, just based on her look, uh, Rosario Dawson has that angular look that we've associated with that art style of Clone Wars. And to kind of bring it into the real world, I think it was a smoother transition. I think Rosario Dawson's great, though. I feel like she elevates almost everything that she's in. and. I I really couldn't think of another actress that would yeah. have been able to do a better. Well, She's-
0: I mean, I, what's even greater about that story is the fact that the fans, when they found out that they were going to do live action, everyone, this is years before she was even cast, was Rosario Dawson. Mm-hmm. She should play Ahsoka. And then Rosario came out on social media and said, oh, my God, I'd love to play Ahsoka. So, I mean, I don't know if that's what influenced Dave or Dave already knew when he was going to make a live action. He's like, well, obviously, I, I want. Rosario Dawson, as mm-hmm. Joe said, she's a name. She'll yeah. bring in those people as well to Star Wars. And it just she, and
1: it made and a lot and of sense. And and let's she, yeah. also not neglect the fact that we've been talking about Ashoka as like this bridge character, both by like an inspirational female, yeah. an inspirational just character. But also, I mean, this has been my interpretation Ashoka is a person of color. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I think Rosario brings that you know to the table as well and i think it should be mentioned and i think it's something to be proud of because diversity does matter i understand it's a fictional universe (laughs) she she is an alien but i still think being kids being able to see not only a strong female character but a person of color i think all of that together just brings it to another level
5: oh yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah yeah tom you have any thoughts on rosario
5: i i love her Good. (laughs) Stop right right there. Yeah. (laughs) My last
0: last question here. Obviously, we know a TV series is coming. I assume we're all super excited for the TV series. I wouldn't imagine any of you would say, no, I'm not going to watch it. But do you think she's going to show up in future movies? I guess it would depend on what happens in the TV series. But, you know, because, I mean, we don't know when these next movies are taking place and what timeline, you know. Would you like to see her in a, or do you want her just to circulate them to TV? As we mentioned previously, TV can expand the story much, you know, they can tell a more complete story than a movie. Anybody want to
1: start this? It's just tough because you have to get into like speculation, right? Yes. But but,
0: but but I'm asking, would you want that? Would you want her yeah, to continue in a TV series, or would you want to see her
4: in movies?
1: Why not both? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Both. I'm kind of with you on that.
4: Why not both? The meme, the the classic meme exactly. of why not both? Yeah, yeah. I mean, the only thing I was going to say is is they've kind of they've got this time period, right? Mm-hmm. It, it's you know, past Return of the Jedi, before the you know the it's so years. it's like okay, you know timey-wimey, you know, wibbly-wobbly. Yeah. <laughs> so I, they have to be careful, I guess, a, a little bit. I mean, I, I already mentioned earlier, I like TV now because we get to see a lot more of it. Yeah. You know, we get to see maybe, I don't know, 10 episodes, eight episodes, whatever, and then a few seasons and so on. I mean, yeah, it'd be great to have both, yeah. but uh, I, I'm good with the TV. And I, and I think, you know, will they start putting movies in that that little slot there of between you know mm-hmm. the 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 sequels and the you know yeah. the original trilogy. I don't maybe sometime, but who knows? I mean that's that's a tricky area to work in. But yeah, um, yeah. but yeah.
5: Another thing that's happening is streaming was already tre- trending in this direction before the pandemic, but during the pandemic and because of the pandemic, we got this strange release pattern with film. You know, movies that were in the pipeline to go to the theater finally came to us first in a streaming medium. Mm. So now it's becoming kind of blurred there too. And since Disney owns Lucasfilm and Disney owns Marvel, the Marvel model is now, in a way, not distinguishing between its TV series and its films. Mm -hmm. In fact, you could kind of argue that *WandaVision* and um, *Falcon* uh, *Falcon* and *The Winter Soldier* are kind of like prolonged movies. Mm-hmm. Certainly, the production value is couldn't be just. It's the same. The caliber of cast is the same. No stigma between a a, a film yeah. star taking a, a series role and a series star ending up on a, in a movie. Yeah, I so think so that
2: television I'm, has become a big screen in itself. It, in it all totally
5: all. in a streaming world, people are not distinguish. In fact, they're not distinguishing screen size. They're they're viewing. Something that they see on their phone and something that they see on a big screen in a movie theater as the same type of content, provided the the aesthetic is the same Mm -hmm. quality. Yeah. I don't think they're going to compare, you know, a certain type of TV show to a certain type of movie. Yeah. If you're cut from your um, Marvel cloth and you see it in the theater, but you also see Falcon the Winter Soldier on your phone, it's the same quality to people. Mm -hmm. So these. These lines that were distinct when we were, when I was, many of us were growing up, are blurred now. Yeah. And yeah. so I welcome, I welcome Ahsoka. I well, I can't wait for the show to answer your question, Kenny. I can't wait for the show. I would welcome her in any Star Wars medium, from animated to mm-hmm. live action to theatrical release to anything I'm, I'm getting on Disney Plus. Sure. But really, what I, what I'm also intrigued about is just what star wars is doing and I, I, I credit a lot of this to disney what disney as a company is doing with marvel with star wars and now maybe even indiana jones who knows there could be an indiana jones series it could be an animated indiana jones series. who knows what's going on it's just a, a super exciting time i've called it like a star wars renaissance i think earlier today mm-hmm. i couldn't be happier
6: yeah.
0: So
5: I welcome any permutation because I'm excited just to see what, what Star Wars is going to give us. Everything cool. they've yeah. given us, yeah, has been, since Clone Wars has just been wow to me. Yeah, yeah. I
4: think the one quick, quick little side point I was going to say, and I agree with you, Tom, is that, and I think Kenny and I have talked about this a few times. When you think about when these Star Wars movies, especially the sequels, came out and the hype that they have, right? So I, I feel like. The you know these TV series in a way it, it's a better situation because people ultimately seem like they get disappointed right these movies that mm-hmm. only come out like every few years right. so much is built up and and now you can do these TV shows and then like I don't know I got as excited when Luke showed up in Mandalorian you know is is mm-hmm. any and you know like or or when Ahsoka did and all that stuff so I I think it's great I think you're completely right Tom I think the mediums are mixing and blurring and everything and it's not it's a good thing it's really a good thing
5: yeah Yeah. And mandalorian and and ahsoka will be too these are expensive shows to make no doubt but they the the mandalorians creation of their i don't i can't remember the term for what they call it um the expanse the exp yeah i think i think that's it they got some cool word for their basic basically their room of room of screens that mm-hmm. allows them to put themselves anywhere you know they dress the set with the physical things that the actors need to interact with, but the backgrounds and you know what goes off into the distance behind them is essentially the uh, the Superman back projection that that they hung uh, Christopher Reeve in front of and was the reason why Christopher could fly more cleanly than anything we'd ever seen uh, in the 70s so now we're in this room full of screens with incredible resolution that can be shot with a camera profilmically and look like distant vistas well that's you don't you don't have to do incredible renderings um, and you can interact with it in real time as an actor now these actors are not green screening the way they were in the prequel films and we have performances that we can access that don't seem so stilted the way they you know I don't care how good you are but imagining everything you're going to see is an inordinate task on an actor. Mm. Whereas these, these actors shooting Mandalorian, and I'm sure Ahsoka, Ahsoka will be shot in the same way, they're interacting with a set that they're seeing. And, yeah. and it's less expensive, and we can, we can get more. Yeah, but Rico's yeah. point's very true. Um, that incredible invention and innovation, which is, of course, a mark of Lucasfilm, is, uh, it continues.
2: Rico had mentioned comic books earlier. And I think one of the beauties of the comic books is that you can have characters that you would never think the team ups and they've done it with the Marvel, And I, I could see, we haven't mentioned the book of Boba yet, but I could see Ahsoka showing up in that. Yeah. And then I can see this, you know, cross pollination of characters and Ahsoka is a great character to do that. I think the big risk of her as a character is we have talked about, her whole story arc, we know a lot about her. They have to keep that storyline, but they have to keep it fresh so that, oh, we don't get to the, oh, it's another Ahsoka. Oh, mm-hmm. she's doing the lightsaber thing again. Oh, it's, you know, so so they'll have a challenge with the writing, but I think people are still going to love it every time yeah. it shows up. Yeah.
0: Well, fantastic. Uh, thank you, guys. I really appreciate you guys coming on and talking Ahsoka. Uh, I've been wanting to do this podcast for a while, so... I thought uh, I, I got a great team, and I appreciate each and every one of you.
3: So, um, <laughs> well, it's a shame that team couldn't show up, but I'm glad that we were. To...
0: <laughs>
3: we were ready. Right yes. um,
0: before we go, I want to make sure all you guys, if you want to promote anything, uh, you can give websites or uh, Twitter or Instagram, anything like that. So, let's go ahead and start with Rico.
4: in Sci-Fi Podcast. That's about it. Yeah, on yeah. iTunes, you know all the podcasts places you find podcasts on yeah it's yep. a
0: great podcast i've listened to it for a hundred years talk
4: about nice. star trek star wars pretty much you know any other geeky thing yeah yep. and somebody said the expanse the expanse that's such a good show a good show <laughs> yes,
1: <laughs> it is.
2: okay
4: no uh, more tangents. so good so good.
2: good all right brian um i'm a retired army officer i uh, formed a small llc with my wife called steel hammer llc uh you can hit me up with an email there i'm on linkedin uh my probably my biggest accomplishment was the a, a children's christmas book that i released last year um called one day off uh i only printed a thousand copies so they're becoming more and more rare so the price I might have, go I up and up copies. thank you brand <laughs> yeah no okay you uh, love doing <laughs> the, the podcast thanks again for having me This phenomenal talking with you like i said what. Once the pandemic's over, we're going to ha- actually. I'm hoping to share some time with you, maybe at um, what is the resort down in Orlando now? The extension of Galaxy's End. Uh, Galaxy's Edge? Yeah, yeah. That, that, what's the, uh, you saw the cruise like, the, Oh, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. The hotel? Yeah. They're
1: opening up? Yeah.
2: Yeah. I think yeah, I don't know the be, name of it, but that would be phenomenal for us to <laughs> to get together and actually embrace ourselves in the that would in be the cool. uh, the cruise. But that no, thanks again, cool. Kenny. It's phenomenal. Cool. Thank you, Jenny.
1: Uh, you can find me on social media at Jenny Powell. The only tricky part is it's J E N N I because there's so many ways to spell Jenny. <laughs> um, you can check out any of the things I have produced over the years, or if you want to listen to the old guild po- uh, podcast with me and Kenny, if you're feeling nostalgic, that's still <laughs> around. Yep. Um, yeah. Cool.
3: Joe. Yeah. Uh, you could catch me on social media, uh, at next wave Joe. Uh, I also Twitch some video games once in a while. Nice. Um, I, uh, I've taken a break from my podcasting. Uh, I guest on, One of my show's sister shows, the 16-bit Gladiators, where we talk about video games and stuff. Kind of taking a step back to do some writing. Uh, But you can also hear me on, you know, shows like One Piece. Uh, There's a show called Midnight Occult Civil Servants, or My Roommate is a Cat. Uh, So many anime (laughs) that come out of the Funimation studios. I do voices all over the place. Uh, Listen to me get killed by dragons and, you know, women with, like, with jet engines on their legs and stuff that you know uh, showed up in World War II. It, it anime is so nuts and I love it um, but yeah you can catch any of those cool. things
5: Cool, Tom? You can find me on Instagram at Tom Antonellis on Twitter at Tom underscore Antonellis on Clubhouse Tom Antonellis VO and I uh, co-host and co-created Back Through the Basement podcast with my sister and we also enjoy the geekdom but from a different point of view, by going through all of our toys in our basement and kind of reliving our childhood together, started in the pandemic, we're entering our fourth season June 7th 2021 um, We are in the dollhouse at the moment. We ended the uh, third season in the dollhouse and we start season four in that same dollhouse continuing onward and uh, we're just having an absolute blast I'm a voiceover artist so you can find me at tomantonalisvo.com and uh Hopefully, uh, you'll you'll be hearing I'm um, one of the voices on the Bad Batch or uh, any of these animated <laughs> shows that we're talking about that might come out.
0: Nice, nice. And of course, you can find me, geeky GeekyFanboy. Uh, GeekyFanboyProductions.com has all my information. So, uh, I'll have all this written down in our show notes, so if you didn't catch it, don't worry about it. Thank you again, guys. I really appreciate you stopping by and talking uh, Ahsoka Tano.
3: Thank you, Kenny.
1: Thank you, Thank you Kenny. Kenny.
0: All right, that's gonna do it for this episode. As I said, we had an amazing time discussing Ahsoka Tano. It was so much fun. And hopefully you guys learned something or uh, just enjoyed our discussion on one of the more well-rounded Star Wars characters she was able to develop. And we still haven't finished. Like I said, there's a whole series coming out for her. And so we'll see where her character goes. Uh, Who knows what the future holds for Ahsoka Tano. But uh, I was so happy that we were able to finally discuss uh, one of my favorite Star Wars characters. So once again, I want to thank my co-hosts Joe, Rico, Brian, Tom, and Jenny. And of course, I want to thank my amazing listeners for coming back each month and joining us for the roundtable. So until next time, guys, take care. I want to take a moment and thank my supporters on Patreon. I really do appreciate your monthly donations. It helps counter some of the costs that come with producing podcasts each month. So I really do appreciate your support. I couldn't do this without your guys' continued support, and I really do appreciate the donations every month. It does really help with the costs of doing these podcasts every month and so many of them so i really do appreciate it and if you guys want to help me out and be a monthly donator or just give contribution one time for one month you can find me on patreon just look up geeky fanboy productions and i would really appreciate it thanks again guys
3: that was the scene in california's mojave desert five years ago our historic first view of the newcomer's ship
0: The Geek Roundtable Podcast is a Geeky Fanboy production and has a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives Works 3.0 United States License All Rights Reserved.